Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Big Planet Comics Podcast. This is episode 154. I am Nick. I am Jared. I am Kelly. And yeah, we're here to talk about comics, comics related things, uh, how tired we are. <laughs> Indeed. That is I'm a very, favorite subject of ours. Very tired. We have a good excuse this time, though. Yeah. Uh, this weekend was SBX, the, the Small, small press. press Expo. Also, the Woo. No, Small Press Expo. <laughs> uh, I was really tired because uh, I didn't have a table until the monday before and i was like oh i guess i should do a comic you should finish a comic so no i should start it also start it. i started <laughs> and finished it in five days hooray I drew 12 pages in five days it was uh a lot of work i was really tired like i i was pretty much drawing the entire time even when i was at work yeah yep yeah so why we didn't have a podcast last week <laughs> yeah. sorry yep. everybody Scheduling. one of the reasons Scheduling. yeah uh but yeah worked out i got it and then i went to the show Sold some comics. It was fun. I got to meet a lot of people. Hung out with Brandon Graham. Yeah, was, tell the Brandon Graham fun. story. I don't know. It's not really anything crazy. We'll tell why you're hanging out with him. Chris, who was sharing a table with me, uh, talks to Brandon Graham a lot online. And uh, Brandon Graham's like, hey, can I sit at your table? He's like, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he was sharing a table with us and uh, went out to awesome. dinner and hung out afterwards. It was fun. That nice. is pretty He's great. A very nice guy. How about you, Kelly? How was SBX? I just spilled water all over myself. <laughs> <laughs> we'll come back to Kelly. <laughs> no, no, no. I can, I'm okay. I can, I can manage this. Uh, it was really good. I was just there Sunday, um, and I was just shopping, spending a whole lot of money. <laughs> That's the best part of SBX. Um, yeah, and usually the last couple of years I've gone by myself and just like seen people as I went, but I had a couple of friends with me this year, which was really cool. Um I like picked up a couple orders from before the show, oh, which smart. was a thing I hadn't smart. done before. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that was really cool. I had to be in certain places at certain times. Nice. Were those like just <laughs> you wanted people. a copy of something or were you getting like sketches or what? No. Uh, there was this um, this one girl who does, or woman, who she makes these really cool like pendant things that have different things embroidered on them. Oh. And she opened her shop, I don't know, a few weeks ago. And I was like, hey, I want to get you know a custom order or whatever. And she was like, hey, I'll be at SPX. No. You can just pick it up there. I'm there like, you yeah, go. sure. That's great. So yeah, it was a lot of fun. I got so many things and got to see so many people. This was like the first year where I was like, I know more people than I don't know <laughs> in, this, in this room of hundreds of people. <laughs> yeah, it was really hard to see everybody. Yeah, Robin Chapman uh, was talking about that online, that like it's such an inclusive community, except if you are just starting going, it's like you're such an outsider in some ways like everyone's very welcoming and it's very easy to make friends and meet people but because everyone's so friendly like if you just walk up and suddenly like seven people are talking to each other it's like oh my gosh everybody knows each other even though they may have met an hour before so it's like this weird balance of like how to are you just talking about people who are exhibiting or people who are visiting because i think everybody i have only ever been a visitor and i've never felt like people were talking like that i was I don't know, outside of anything. No, but didn't you walk up and like everybody knew each other in a lot of ways? No. Oh, really? No, I never had that. Okay. It happens sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. It was fun though. I mean, but I'm not there on, I'm not usually there on Saturday, which I right. feel like is a heavier day. And it's also a day when people are like, I guess, seeing each other for the first time. That's true. So maybe Sunday everyone's hungover and exhausted. <laughs> <It> <laughs> definitely <laughs> are. But yeah, Saturday uh, was the craziest, busiest day. I think it was, uh, so I was working at the Retrofit and Big Planet Comics table the whole weekend. 
I think it was the best Saturday we've ever had at SPX. It was nice. super, super busy. And Sunday was much slower. And yeah. you, Kelly, you were saying it seemed like about the same as last year. Yeah, for it was the pretty average, I think. Maybe it was just because Saturday was so crazy this year. Sunday seemed very like yeah. sparsely attended you to me. You had to like, sit down for a minute. Yeah, I, I like actually walked around Sunday. I don't remember doing that last mm-hmm. year, but I still didn't buy very much. Uh, I went on a quest to get three people to sign my books. Uh, I wanted Andrew McLean, who we're going to review one of his books, uh, to sign his uh, Apocalyptic Girl. And I went by his table three times, and he was either sketching for people or busy. And I finally got him on Sunday. And I was trying to find Liz Suburbia, who did Sacred Heart, which we reviewed last two pep- episodes back, whatever, yeah. that we all loved. Mr. at least four times. One time they're like, she just went to a panel, so at least I had a good excuse. And then seated uh, so right down the road from Nick was uh, our good Swiss friend from AMA. Oh, yeah. Friedrich, Friedrich, Peters. Friedrich Peters. It was like three booths away from you or yeah. whatever. Yeah. yeah. Every time I went by, he wasn't him. there. I was oh, like, really? everyone was like, yeah, he's cool. He was hanging out. I was like, duh. He drew, I saw some cool sketches that he drew. Yeah. Yes. People were showing me his sketches. People I just got signed his, stuff. His sketches were amazing. Yeah. So I was two thirds of a failure. But Andrew <laughs> yeah, McLean yeah. was cool and he did a quick little sketch for me, which was nice. Yeah, everybody was cool. It was really fun. I had a good time. I was just still tired. Yeah, we definitely learned that we have too many books to put on our table, which is kind of a new thing. Because <laughs> um, we had four debuts. We had Laurel by Kevin Panetta and Tate uh, Howard, uh, which we'll talk about later. Uh, we had the new Yumi Sakagawa book, Igibana, And we had the new Stephen Weissman art short story collection, Butter and Blood. And then we had... Um, the Big Planet Anthology. Oh, yeah. I was like, what's the other one did? <laughs> oh, yeah, the Big Planet Anthology that I edited, which has a story by Nick in it. Yeah. Um, and a bunch of other cool local DC people. Um, and some other cool people we like. So friends of ours. Yep. So that was kind of exciting. Like a lot of the contributors were there. So I like did a weird little shopping run or a reverse shopping run where I had my cart, like my hand cart with a box of those. And I was just running around to everyone who contributed, giving them <laughs> sample copies before nice. the show started. It was definitely weird to like walk around and be like, Oh, you that's on your table. Eggs. No, but that was even weirder. Because <laughs> then people who I didn't know would walk past the table with a copy. And I'm like, where'd you get that? You stole it off my table. And I'm like, oh, someone bought it somewhere else. That's awesome. I definitely <laughs> had a couple of things where I like, <coughs> I, there, like two people contributing to something had the same book on different oh, tables. Yeah, and I was like, weird. so like in the case of like Kevin and Tate, I was like, okay, so I'll buy You Approach a Dark Manor from Tate right. and I'll buy Laurel from Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that it spreads out a little bit. <laughs> Oh, I just took a copy of Laurel. <laughs> nice. No, I, I asked Kevin, I was like, so I like, you know, unpacked these for you. There so you I go. get a couple. And he was like, no, you're going to come to the show and you're going to spend $9. What? <laughs> no, you're not. Oh, my God. Thanks, Kevin. There you go. <laughs> well, I took one from Jared. Cool. It's <laughs> like, yoink. Kevin's such a businessman. I love it. I was just like, I'm taking this. Jared's like, oh, okay. <laughs> yep. He did give me a sparkly Zodiac Star Force button. There so. you go. <laughs> totally worth nine. i think i gave button. kevin a free comic anyway so yeah whatever. there you go it's so a swap. you guys trade it <laughs> that's how that works uh, that's amazing uh but yeah well, that was a great show uh that was fun so know. many good things yeah we will talk about some meanwhile of in our reviews There's i think some it other was stuff going on um i just wanted to quickly mention my friends and i were talking about this as we left that this was not only the most um diverse show we've mm-hmm. been to oh. both in terms of the exhibitors but also the people there yeah. yeah but also you know usually there are at least a couple booths that are like people selling sort of posters that you put up at your desk at work or whatever or right. t-shirts right. or things that, that i don't know it always seems to me like i don't understand why why they go to <laughs> small press expo um but i don't know and i've, I've never really even stopped i've just it's been a booth that i've walked by but there were there were fewer and fewer of those this year it was really like heavily people selling things that they had made with their hands yeah Yeah. well it's a a it's a really good comic focus show there was definitely one guy selling like 
sweatshirts or something, which you know had a cool design on them, but I'm still like, no, you're not here, wrong place. Well, I mean, um, there were some people who had like their art on sweatshirts, like that was their thing. Yeah, but, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. There, I don't. I don't. I bought a Scott Campbell T-shirt there years yeah. ago. There like, was there's a, always a little bit of. That. I bought a T-shirt there. There was also yeah. a furry there. I don't know if you guys oh, really? saw the furry. I did not. No. Dressed like a fox. Yeah. Nope. Yep. On no. Sunday. Uh, I think both days. I, I at least saw I on did. Saturday. Yeah. Totally I say it that. because I don't know if it was a man or woman. <laughs> don't know. Uh, yeah, I, 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 th- I feel like there were more cosplayers this year than they've ever been. Oh, before. really? Yeah. Well, Kevin and Paulina had a cosplayer first thing in the morning on. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. What was the that? costume of? I don't know. He didn't say. Okay. Oh, it was um, uh, one of the characters from Zodiac Star Force? No, no. But yes. was it like <laughs> it was like, Kim? Like oh, Kim? Casual wear or like Zodiac Star Force outfit, Kim? Oh, I don't know. Cause see, like, cause one of them's just like you just totally blend in. You should <laughs> you just ask, like, like a cool kid, you know. You should ask Kevin. Yeah, we'll find out. But uh, she, I mean, she definitely was a cosplayer. He said. Yeah. And then there was somebody there who was cosplaying for Check Please, which is another comic. Oh. Um, that's Weird. a web comic. So yeah. Yeah, I don't think that, of that as a, a place where people cosplay. No, that's never been a thing at SPX, really. Yeah, it's weird. It's pretty interesting. Wow. It's random stuff. Uh, all right. Sorry. That's all that. <laughs> but yeah, SPX is great. Everyone should go. And uh, thanks to everyone who bought all of our stuff. Yeah. And uh, now let's do some news. This just in, DC ends five titles, although one of them got saved at the last minute. Yep. Dun, dun, dun. So DC canceled Doomed, Lobo, Mega Man, Gotham by Midnight, and Justice League United. But then Omega Man somehow got a last minute reprieve. I think there was an outcry. Yeah, it was an outcry from some fans, and uh, they are like, all right, we'll give it six more issues. Yeah. Um, so was this all books from the last round of launches? No. Lobo uh, and no. Gotham by Midnight have been around longer. So it's yeah. Justice League United. Oh, and Justice League United. Yeah. yeah. So that was like the previous set of new books. Doomed and Omega Man were the only ones on here. But then also uh, later on they announced also that Green Lantern and Lost Army was ending. But then they were like, oh, it's just supposed to be a six issue miniseries. Like, mm, Always yeah, is. I don't know about that. Every failed um, series is suddenly a miniseries. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I kind of get a mini f- series feel from that book. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So that was that. Uh, what else do we have? Marvel announced a Patsy Walker, aka Hellcat, series written by Kate Leth Yay. and drawn by Brittany Williams. I'm so excited cool. about this. That's pretty cool. I another tell you, another have... female centric book with female writer and artist. It's pretty pretty good. They announced this, and the next day I went grocery shopping at Target, and they had the Hellcat toy back in stock for the nice. first time what? in like nine months, and I was I like, know. it's a sign! I know there was a Hellcat toy. Yeah, it was part of the Marvel Infinity uh, thing, and they do, they they come out in waves, and so Patsy Walker and Spider-Woman were in the same wave, nice. and so that was months ago, right. and they don't usually come back, Yeah, but lo and behold, there was a Hellcat, so now That's I have awesome. a Hellcat. Awesome. <laughs> nice. I'm ready. Hellcat is awesome. I'm excited about the series. So. Me too. We'll see. It should be fun. I'm also excited about the Patsy Walker side because I don't really care about Hellcat. Hellcat's awesome. Yeah, but it's like, it's just a superhero book. And like Patsy Walker was a standalone kind of like right. fashion romance thing back right. in the day. And I want more of those comics coming <laughs> back. So. Well, I feel like uh, It'll be we're going to see that. Yeah. Yeah. I hope so. Uh, that's all the news we get. All right. That was it. There's not a lot of news this week. But uh, yeah, let's do some questions. Uh, so first question is from Patrice. It's not really a question, though. It's more of a statement. 
Uh, I think I think we let Kelly feel this one entirely. All right, this, this is a Kelly one. Well, this is just in response to um, our last podcast where we talked about musicals where, made where from comets and vice versa. <laughs> well, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Take it away. Okay. So she she emailed us. She said, musicals and comics and podcasts, oh my. I hope the title of my email gives away my answer, sort of. I think The Wiz would make an awesome comic book. I hear they're doing a TV version of it this year, but I think I'd personally rather see it drawn by like Ron Wimberly or Jeremy Love or someone who does a crazy, colorful interpretation. I think the subway scene and their arrival in Oz would be my favorites to see done. And she sent us a YouTube link, which is awesome. She? He? Uh, I think she. Patrice. Patrice's French name, isn't it? Could go either way. Good. They. They, he they. or she or Patrice. Them. Thank you. Thank you, Patrice. Uh, so thank you very much. This wait, made wait. me very happy. So what's the link? Um, it's to the scene from oh, the Wiz. Okay. Yeah, nice. from the Wiz. I would so, love to see a rom room really drawn Wiz. Are you kidding sweet. me? So uh, uh, what's the Wiz? So the Wiz is a. Do you not know what the Wiz is? I do not. Um, oh, really? Is that Michael Jackson in it? Yeah. Yes. That's yeah. all I know. It's a Wizard of Oz, uh, like a. How would you say like a sort of like 1970s black wizard of oz yeah. type thing oh, seen really? through the yeah. like the the lens of the music of that time oh that's cool so get huh. on down get on down the road yeah it's all kind of like, like walking down the huh. uh, that's awesome. yellow brick yeah it's fantastic disco e music that's really cool but diana ross is like the wicked witch yes what yeah, yeah. okay okay now, no. now you guys are selling this and like uh oh who's um so wait, wait, was this, it a stage production and then it became a movie or was I... it just a film it has been done. It can be Both. done on stage sure. and can be. I don't know which came first though. It may but, have but been. But there was a film first. with Michael Jackson and Diana yes. Ross. Oh my god, that's yeah, amazing! And, uh, yeah. Nip- Nipsey Russell as <laughs> what? Uh, as the Tin Man. No, I it's think? fantastic. Wow. <laughs> so Terrible here's your homework, everybody. Yeah. Watch the Wiz. I want to see the rest of the cast. <laughs> and that's then amazing. write a letter to Rob Wimberly <laughs> asking him to do a comic interpretation. He was at SBX. Oh, wait, no. Wait, no. Diana Ross doesn't play the Wicked. She plays the main character, right? No, isn't she Glenda? Maybe she's Glenda. I can't remember who's who in that movie. Wow. I haven't seen it in like we need to do research. She is twenty years. In it though, yeah, yeah, for sure. I thought she was the main. Maybe not. I don't know. I haven't seen it in like twenty years. So, but it's great. Definitely watch the Wiz. Wow. Uh, Amazing. <laughs> thank you for writing in and putting this incredible idea into our there minds. There go. <laughs> yeah. That's the only question slash statement that we have. But thank you very much. But thank you, Patrice. And let's do some reviews. Oh wait, wait. We'll take what? more. If we we take more. Oh in. yeah, yeah. Tell people where to give us questions. I don't know. Tweet us. Podcast us. Podcast us. <laughs> Ask us make a question. Internet us. Oh my gosh. If you guys make a Big Planet Comics podcast podcast, I would be happy to About answer questions. Any, any questions you have on that one. <laughs> I will definitely listen every week. Uh, but yeah, uh, we're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on Tumblr. We're in person. Yeah. We love find us and ask us questions or just you know whatever you guys want to hear us talk about on the show. We also will be happy to, if you guys have suggestions. We'd love Sweet. to hear them. So that'd be cool. All right. Now let's do some reviews. Okay. <laughs> We love comics, they're swell, except when they're written by Scott Lovedell. I prefer important books like Louis Riel. It's time for reviews. All right. We have a lot of SPX stuff this week. A lot of cool comics we uh, found at the show. Yeah. So you wanna, let's just bust into those first, right? All right. What are we going to go with first? Uh, all right. Kelly, tell us about some of the ones you got. What did you get? Common Curses? What else? Yeah. So um, Common Curses, Common Blessings, number one, was uh, came out last year by Maritza Petrinos. And the whole idea is it's a mini and read one way is Common Curses. And each page is like an illustration with a good thing that happens, like a very minor sort of like just a sweet thing. And Like what? Example. Um. Well, one of the ones in this year, number two, was like free Wi-Fi. Nice. That sort of thing. Yep. And and she does these really interesting illustrations that are very um, 
they look very Aztec. Huh. Um, she has this nice. really awesome, like the way she draws people in profile. I love um, very like bold lines. And so last year it was all in like blues and reds. And this year it was in greens and blues. And so you read it one way and it's common curses and you read it the other way and it's common blessings. Um, and so a curse is like, um, they, you know, they run out of your favorite bagel, that sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. So it's just awesome. tiny yeah. little things and it's just, I don't know the style of it and every page is perfect and I love it. It's like my favorite thing. Um, so she awesome. does like, she did one last year and then she did one last year, year and she did a yeah. whole new one this year. That's awesome. I hope she keeps doing them forever. They're great. Um, all right, Nick, you got one. I got one. Uh, Endless World by Lamar Abrams. Uh, Lamar did a remake. Uh, works on Steven Universe. Universe. Yep, he's great. But uh, he, yeah, he did this new one called Endless World. Uh, it's kind of a Dragon Quest uh, inspired comic. Good reference. Um, it's about a knight fighting all sorts of monsters and gaining experience um, and getting items. That's some sort up. of quest. But then, like, there's a cool twist at the end about the knight and why. The night is on the quest, but it's yeah. like it's hard to tell. It's yeah, short. that's the best part. But yeah, there's some really the twist is cool, really funny bits and good characterization. And it's so sweet the, the way it's drawn. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's if you haven't seen Lamar Lamar Styles, it looks amazing. a lot like Steven Universe, basically. Yeah, um, yeah, it's really cute. There's like like funny stuff when uh, whenever like the, the knight's fighting a monster, it'll say like you broke the monster. Yeah, or, uh, it'll be like drop down menus of finding treasure and yeah. stuff. And you beat yeah. their brains out. You got slightly stronger. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> stuff like that. So amazing. Yeah, it's great. All right. Uh, anything else? What's another one you got? Me? I got another one. Sure. What else do I have? Uh, the feast. The feast oh, by yeah. Anna Bongivani and Evan Palmer. Evan Palmer is the one that draws it, and uh, he had a bunch of stuff. I got a few of his comics. He ran out of his whatever his new one was. I don't even know what it was at this point because he's <laughs> like, I ran out of my new comic. I was like, ah, oh. nice. but uh, yeah, this one was great. I, this one's new to me anyway. Yeah, um, feast is basically about these uh, this woman and her her daughters uh, who live in the woods in this little cottage, and they are uh, constantly getting attacked by this giant man beast that eats them, yep. <laughs> uh, and they decide they've had enough of it and they want to hunt down and kill the man beast so it's kind of their quest to defeat the man beast and there's like a really funny ending to it <laughs> that's kind of dark and disturbing but uh yeah it's very great very cute all the uh, little girls have like really funny names uh like fart hunter uh secret p <laughs> night, <laughs> night screamer uh whisper wiggle yeah lemon laugh they're all like really funny it's names. all like the real mad max names potatoes would have <laughs> potatoes good skin knees Honey sweat, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's very cute. They're all great. So it's very cute and kind of <laughs> disturbing at the same time. Yeah, highly recommend it. Some good fight scenes too. Uh, yeah, uh, well, yeah. I guess you also wrote Gangor number three on here. <laughs> I put it on. That's there. my comic. That's good to mention. Yeah. It's got some um, gangs fighting. This yeah. one has some Ric Flairs. Yeah, uh, another gang. That's it. That's <laughs> all I'm gonna say about it. Uh, hey, it came out. That's amazing. Yeah. What did you get, Jared? Um, one that I saw that was pretty awesome is Hyper Slum. Which is actually yeah. by our friend and former Big Planet Comics employee uh, Julian May doing the story, uh, with art art by Morgan Sawyer, uh, yes. who I do not know but is really good. Yes. Um. But yeah, so it's this girl named Alita who lives in kind of a fantasy adventure world, but with a techie background, because the intro explains that there is a planet that has basically been encased as a giant spaceport. So the inside of the planet is this weird like 
hints of technology and some people know what's going on, but everything else is very primitive and there are lots of like monstrous alien fantasy monsters running around. And uh, yeah, she's off finding technology and then there's a crazy twist with her inventor dad who obviously knows more about what society used to be like. And then um, she goes off on a quest to find some creepy caves. But yeah, uh, and that was a pretty good start with some really amazing action scenes and stuff. Yeah, definitely really cool fights with like all like sorts of beings. Mor- Morgan's really inventive on both backgrounds and like <laughs> dynamic stuff, and the coloring was really cool, and definitely a cool like intriguing setup. I thought like it just had just enough of like yeah the weird setting. To yeah, it's a cool world. Make you curious about the rest of it. Sure. But yeah, that's number one. And so. they had a mini that they made just for SBX that was um, basically like a um, like a monster a guide book, right? yeah. yeah. Um, with I mean, yeah, Morgan's art is really good. So just like an illustration of the thing with a little, you know, a little information blurb. Right. That's awesome. From it. Yeah, it was, it looked really good. It was a very like well-produced little thing. I did not um, get one. Curses. Yeah, it was great. Oh, well, they sold out of it on Sunday. No. Well, so there you go. That was awesome. Curses oh, did they? They did. Nice, I didn't See, know. that's a common curse from SPX. <laughs> <laughs> Sells out Sunday early. Well, it's a blessing if you're the one selling. The true. Very true. What else, Jared? Um, oh, uh, this amazing one, uh, Laffy Meal. Uh, Nick, you're gonna have to try and pronounce this. Oh, one. Yeah, I found this one. Is that a, is that a Greek? I don't name? think it's a Greek name. Uh, Go for it anyway. Uh, oh boy, um, Pranas T Nujokatis. Nujokatis. See, that's. But I don't know. I'm pronouncing it Greek, but it's probably good enough. Differently. Good enough. It could be anything. Yeah, Nick found this one. It's amazing. It's basically like a sack, like you'd get from a fast food joint. With uh, was it clown burger, burger uh, clown, burger clown uh, logo on the side, clown burger, and, clown burger. Well, burger clowns equally terrifying. <laughs> uh, but yeah, on the inside are five little mini comics, and each They're one all handmade is, is cool. oh geez, yeah. so much production on this. Each one is like the shape of a different thing you get at a fast food burger place. So, like one looks like a thing of French fries, one looks like a drink, and it's basically a family of four and their pet dog go to. Burger Clown to get a meal, and each one is from the point of view of one of the different characters, including the dog, and the kid brother, and the older brother, and the mom and the dad. And this is exactly like Chris Ware's, what is it, building stories that he did? Yeah, it's kind of like that. It's yeah. You can read it in any format, or any order you want, and each... Interest, I thought the best part was the teenage one is the first one I read, and it's yeah. like so centered on the character that it's very like, you realize when you read the other ones, how much stuff the teenager is missing because he's so focused on himself right. and his yeah. own experiences. But then likewise, his little brother... I love the, is, the kid. Yeah, is super excited because he's going to go to Burger Clown and get like the toys wanted so long from their like special meal. And like <laughs> that's all he cares about. So he's missing all these like important adult conversations and events happening around him. But right. that's like his life. And the dog was amazing too. Uh, but I think having reading the teenager who's you know obviously fighting with his dad because he's a teenager and the dad's point of view I thought was pretty like a great juxtaposition of the story. It was great. Yeah, it was really cool. It's a really cool idea and really neat packaging. It's like in a little bag and I don't know. It was fun. Um, I totally missed this and I'm real mad at myself. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, did I not mean, even see it. He was sitting right next to Tate Howard. And, oh man, uh, really? Tate is the one that pointed out to me. He's like. Dude, look at this thing next to me. And I was like, what? I was like, because it was just, you know, he's just these little bags with, say, BC on them. And he explained it to me, and I was like, that's amazing about one. And, yeah, it's really cool. We should, we should, we should move on to Tate. We got some Tate stuff in here. Yeah. Oh, do we? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so uh, Tate did the art on Laurel, which is the the comic that Kevin wrote for it. And we published. For and that we published. Um, and... Oh my god, it's a beautiful, beautiful like book. Crazy, fully painted. Fully painted. But then he went back and inked over the painting, so yeah. like it brought this really sharp art style 
to so like yeah it looks like it should have been computer colored but it's obviously painted and oh, right. it's amazing so it's um it's about this girl who um it's her job to like go to various alien planets and she has to she literally has like a quota of specimens that she has to collect and so i love the juxtaposition of like this beautiful like jungle world with these yeah. crazy creatures on it and she's just like eh, another day at the office yeah. <laughs> and she's got a dog with her which is great and i love stuff like the her spaceship like looks like a whale and it's all it's just it's a very quick little thing about her on this one planet trying to you know collect these creatures and make yeah. this quota um, and something happens at the end. It's it's really good. I think it's just a, a one shot that they did. Yep. Um, Hopefully some more later, maybe. Yeah, yeah. we're talking about and, doing and, some more, maybe. Yeah. And Tate also curated, I think, was somebody else. Yeah, it was two people. Tate and uh, one of his friends. I can't remember his friend's name. Sorry. We'll research it. Yeah, we don't have one in front of us. Uh, the zine called You Approach a Dark Manor, which is um, basically a haunted house zine. So they... Uh, each artist was assigned a different room. Right. So like Coleman Engel did the wine cellar. Right. And I think Paulina did the like a conservatory type mm-hmm. thing. That's awesome. And so every page, it's all in black and white. Every page is a different room in this manner in somebody else's style. Yeah, it's really cool. It's really, really cool. Yeah, so it's, um, it's literally like you'd be walking through this in some video game or some like 80s, you know, very simple video game. Ah, yeah, so good. one of the I think I love the like trend return of the trend of like themed zines that we're seeing hmm, more and more that's of. True. Yeah. And this I think was one of the like best executed yeah. ideas of that. Um, also, well, I loved. Well sorry? well, sorry. Well, I talked to Tate about it when I got a copy, and mm-hmm. he said that they made their money back on it. I think on Saturday. Oh wow! Nice. And that's so cool. they said they're going to take all the money, like at least some of the money from it, and apply it right into the next project, which is going to be you approach a derelict space freighter. <gasps> so it's the exact same thing, but a haunted spaceship. Nice. <laughs> and I'm that's like, cool. that's amazing! And you got lots more room for rooms in that. Yep, yep, and even crazier stuff. So. Oh, that's amazing! Yeah. Um. So the the thing that I was like most looking forward to, honestly, was um, Lost Haven by Carrie Peach. And I picked it up and it's fantastic. It's about um, it's about a woman who is she's like a healer. She's a witch. And she part of her power is she has the ability to see the future. So she like, you know, she heals somebody, but she knows like how it's going to play out. And so she loses the ability to see the future but she's still a healer but she's so unsure of herself because she can't see the future that she just like stops and retreats Mm. into the woods and so this this little boy finds her and has a little dragon that she that he wants her to heal (laughs) and sort of you know confronts her about it and it's really just a beautiful little story carrie's stuff is always very sweet and you know she does these great self-contained stuff um, so yeah. Is this set in the same world as her other ones that she's been doing? Or I don't know. Sure. They you know, seem to all kind of be in the same the world, same sort of but like, they're not, but not like, necessarily. They don't overlap. Yeah, yeah. but that's sort of stale, like kind of fantasy stuff. Is there a yeah. corgi yeah. in this one? There is not. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> maybe not the same world. <laughs> but yeah, so that's that's some of the stuff that I loved. Yep, and awesome. we got more, so maybe we'll review some more on a later episode because there was so much stuff at SPX this year. But those are definitely some of our favorites. But we have some more other random comics. Yep. Uh, f- Next up, we have Diesel number one by Tyron Hess. Or is it Tyson? I thought it was Tyson. Tyson. Somebody wrote Tyron. <laughs> that was me. Sorry. Jared. Sorry. I was like, Tyron. Sorry, Tyron. Tyrion Lannister. <laughs> I've been watching Game of Thrones. Well, uh, this yeah. is actually an appropriate um, segue because I bought 
a book of Diesel from Tyson at SPX Me two too, or three actually. years ago. Yeah. Oh, really? It was yeah. very different. Oh, very awesome. different, yeah. And it was one of those things where it's like, this is cool, but it's not the best thing I've ever read. Right. He has clearly like really, really worked on it because yeah. Diesel number one is fantastic. It's really good. Um, no, it's very different. It's very like, yes. much more like cartoony. I think before it was a little more realistic. Not realistic, but. Yeah, there were some cheesecakey bits. A little in, bit, yeah. Yeah. Um, that's not here at all. Um, so yeah, this is about this, um, sort of steamship that is a community, like it's a floating flying community and it was built by this guy. Um, it's literally called Peacetown. (laughs) (laughs) Um, it was built by this guy and the main character D Diesel is his daughter. And so when she comes of age, she will be she technically inherits the community but which is a weird thing because it's not like a house it's a community yeah it's like a giant city yeah so this whole first issue is her sort of like lording over the fact that she's about to be the one running this thing and the people who actually live and work on it being like okay buddy. yeah because she's doing it in the most immature fashion which show, clearly shows she is not ready or right. capable of doing that so exactly which it works really well because it serves to introduce us to the the main players on this ship and give us an idea of their personalities and then of course something happens yeah stuff starts going wrong usually does but yeah but- it's really fun really cute yeah, the art, like Nick said, is very cartoony. The action is really good. Um, expressions are fantastic. Yeah, we loved Diesel. Diesel, Diesel, Diesel. All right, well, yeah, what's up next? Something else we uh, loved. Something else we loved. Head Lopper number one by yep. Andrew McLean, also from SBX, which is really funny, too. Because <laughs> I bought uh, an issue of Head Lopper from him at SBX like three years ago or so. Um, and this oh, collects, I didn't realize it had been that long. Yeah, uh, and this collects, um, I think, Three of the short, two or three yeah. stories. Three. Um, I think one of them is. I think the last one is new stuff. But uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I asked him about it at the show actually because I I was angry I had never seen this before. This is so up my alley. Um, and you got like you and some other people are like, oh yeah, Headlopper from Andrew McLean at SPX. I'm like, what are you talking about? Where did this guy come from? This like disappeared out of nowhere with Apocalyptic Girl. Um, and he said that this is reprints some all the earlier stuff he did plus some new stuff. So anyone who has picked up his earlier books, this does have extra things in it. And he's going to try to get this. So let's say so with all those stories in it, this is what sixty pages, eighty pages. How big is this? Thing? It's pretty big. It's very big, but it's quarterly. Right. But so he's going to do a quarterly thing. This will be four parts at least for this one. Um, and each one's going to be this big, which I think is a very interesting format to do. It's great. Yeah. Um, you get a but, lot of story. But yeah, how much is this thing? It's $6. Uh, $6. What a bargain. Yeah. Oh, my God. $6, and it's about the size of, like, three or four comics. It's three comics for $6 is what you're getting. So tell us about it, somebody. Um, Oh, my gosh. Okay, so, yeah. So, basically, the Headlopper is a super tough, like, demigod-level warrior, um, and it just starts with him showing up on an island to go questing and have adventures and stuff. Uh, The twist to it is that he is carrying around the severed head of a witch, a very powerful witch. Uh, yeah, because she's not dead, uh, and she's got blue skin, and is constantly sassing him, and just basically causing trouble the whole time. And uh, so it's kind of like this weird sidekick, you know, antagonist thing that he's always dealing with. And he's mm-hmm. very quickly caught up in the the problems of this little island with giant monster attacks and weird politics going on at the castle, and like you know, what the kids are up to, and then he runs into one of his old friends. So it's like a very quickly built-out world of, yeah. you know, back... So it, it feels like this has been running for 20 years, and this is just like a new adventure, and it's it's so well fleshed out. 
Um, it's really cool. There's kind of a bigger story building up yes. too in the town. Um, the art is so good. so good. But yeah. yeah, he's it's amazing art with amazing colors. Yeah. Uh, it's right. a very I'd say like Brandon Graham or I don't know. There's like I feel like anybody who likes kind of uh, no, but like the coloring. Like right. How would you describe this kind of bright? I feel like other people have been doing this recently. It's great. <laughs> it's got some of the like, the purples and reds that you see with James Stokoe stuff. Maybe that's but he it. Also, Maybe Stokoe style. But he also uses like he uses bright bright reds like splashes yeah. of blood. Um, and it, I, I feel effect. like if, you, if you're into like kind of like the Mignola style books, very that style. They've of got art, that yeah. style a little bit, and then but a little more, uh, well, a lot more. Eh, maybe not a lot more, but more humor. Um, and a lot more clean. It's kind of like if Mignola grew up on the clear line Tintin yeah. style, right? Or some weird combo of those. it's it's so amazing. It's such Super a good style. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we reviewed his Apocalyptic Girl before, which is crazy sci-fi that is awesome, and this is also colored the same great way. This is crazy fantasy that is awesome. So yeah. The- so super super stoked. Really cool. The fights with the giant wolves are really cool. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, uh definitely recommend it. Headlopper number 1. Uh next up, we have <laughs> the longest title of all, Journey to Star Wars: The Force Awakens Shattered Empire number 1. <laughs> For ease, we will call this Shattered Empire. You call it Does No. 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 <laughs> yeah. I tried. Um but yeah, so Shadow Empire number one is about uh, takes place uh, at the very end of Jedi, uh, the second battle of the Death Star, um, and partly on Endor. But anyway, it's like the the final fight, and it, it focuses on this uh, pilot. She's um, part of the part of the yeah part of the group attacking the Death Star, and her um, is it husband? I think it's husband. Husband yeah. uh, is like on Endor fighting. Um, he's part of Han Solo's strike team. Yeah, he's on the strike team there. And so, uh, this is uh, the middle of this book. They get they get home after the battle, back to Endor, and she's looking for him to find out like what happened to him. And neither of them are sure if the other one's alive. Um, it's kind of a cool, like romance in war story, but uh, it ties with some twists to. It seems like it. Uh, did you hear the stuff about how it might tie into the new the Force Awakens? It definitely ties in. because uh, the. The well, couple. don't say, don't say. What yeah, it is. I don't want to know. I'm trying. I mean, to it doesn't. Don't. I don't want to know. This man. is no. the. No, you're smiling like you're gonna spoil something. I don't want to know. I'm not gonna spoil anything. Yeah, you are. I will say. Yeah, you are. It's a very <laughs> mild spoiler. Um, it's super mild. It's very, very mild. If you don't want to know anything about it, then I guess. Yeah, we won't tell you. But. but it is. This is the first of these Star Wars comics that has tied directly, right. in some way, to the new movie. It has nothing to do with any of the plot, but the characters in this might be related to another character right. in the, right. the movie. So. so, and I think that's the point: is to give one of the new characters something some of a backstory. Yeah, yeah. so, so um, yeah, I'm really excited about it. It's really fun. Oh yeah, at the end, like uh, there's some more, you know, Empire to take care of, so they go on some more missions. But. Who who did this, Nick? Uh, oh yeah, I didn't even say who this was by. Oh, yeah. This is by because the title was so long, I forgot to read the, uh, <laughs> the rest of it. Uh, it's by Greg Rocca and Marco Cicchetto. Marco, they both did uh, Punisher together oh. uh, a few oh, years yeah. ago, which was awesome. But yeah, the art's great, um, and the story's really fun. He does some really good spaceships. Yeah, I uh, highly recommend, it, especially if you. I mean, if you're into Star Wars, it's kind of like a no brainer. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Next up, we have Tet number one. By Paul Tucker and Paul Allure. Two Pauls. Yep. Uh, so this one I thought was one of the more interesting concepts for a comic I've read recently. Uh, basically, 
uh, right before the Tet Offensive, uh, which was the North Vietnamese doing a secret uh, attack all over South Vietnam in the middle of the Vietnam War or the American Vietnam War. Um, there's an American soldier who is a translator, so he speaks Vietnamese, which I thought was a good start, who is in love with a Vietnamese girl and, you know, of course, is probably just taking her back home. And his good buddy, who he doesn't actually know that much about, turns out to be an intelligence officer, is murdered. And he is assigned to work with a local kind of like Vietnamese military cop to like investigate what happened to the American who got killed. And then at the end of the first issue, the Tet Offensive starts. So it's kind of like a murder mystery crossed with a war comic, crossed with a romance thing. Um, My problem with it is like that I feel that Paul Aller is a really good designer. He has some amazing like, like layouts and stuff. Like there's a final scene with like you know, a flare getting fired to start off the offensive and, like, yeah. some movement of the Viet Cong regulars coming through the stuff. And the coloring is is very interesting. It's kind of, like, more of an 80s color palette than modern stuff. But I feel like his art just didn't really live up to, you know, it's, it's competent enough to get a story across, but is not really living up to, like, the kind of, I don't know, details or, I don't know, Yeah. for it. Um, so I feel like, oh, so the other twist to it is that then the story will flash forward, I guess, to 1984 when the main guy is, like, kind of this burned out, war vet in back home in indiana without the vietnam vietnamese girl he was in love with yeah i didn't love the art but i did i thought the story was at least interesting enough where yeah. uh it was something different you know yeah i thought it was I mean, you really don't cool see concept. very often yeah so i'm sure the mystery will be pretty cool because it was a good setup but yeah i felt like the art was you know it was okay there's a lot of comics that have okay art but you're definitely reading it for the story and that's one of these but so pretty interesting yeah uh that was tet number one um and that's it yeah yeah just those millions of things millions that we just stuff. talked about <laughs> Um, I'm really tired. I might go take a nap. Yep. <laughs> but we'll be back for the next episode. Yep. And uh, that's it. I'll see you guys later. Bye. Bye.